in a world where... Nah, this ain't that kind of podcast. Let's be honest, the world doesn't need another podcast where we ask the same old questions to the same successful people. You're listening to the Profit and Impact Podcast with Nev Harris. Grab a seat at the table as Nev and his guests dig into the challenges that successful agencies and freelancers have overcome to achieve their success. There's no script, and Nev's insatiable curiosity and ADD can take the conversation anywhere. So let's get real and have some honest talk, lots of laughs, and some helpful insights into what it really takes to create more profit and impact in your business. Hello, and welcome back to the Profit and Impact Podcast with me, Nev Harris. As my guest today, I have Bridget Willard. Now, Bridget is an illustrious marketing consultant, okay? I met her through Twitter when I was so engaged with so many of the uh, tweets she did that I had to have her on the podcast because I figured she'd really smart and would be a good time to talk to. So uh, say hi, Bridget. Hey, Bridget. (laughs) (laughs) See, I see I did not lie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So to kick off our conversation with Bridget here, I wanted to talk about books. (laughs) And Bridget has written many, many, many books. And as you know, I'm starting to write a book. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about some of the books that Bridget wrote and uh, some lessons she learned writing these books. Because... um, One of my favorite ones she said she wrote was a book called Dysfunctional Love Songs. Yep. This was my pilot project. So I was talking to um, Nathan Ingram. And if you ever talk to Nathan Ingram, he's going to talk you into self-publishing because it's so easy with uh, Amazon. So kdpkdp.amazon.com. Basically, uh, what you're going to do is uh, write a Google Doc, for, you know, format it, use their Kindle Create, and you can do um, print or, um, or paperback. I have both on all of my books. Um, of course, there's tweaks you can do along the way, but this was an idea I had for blog posts. I love karaoke. I love music. <laughs> and I was, I found myself, I wrote this for therapy in April. I did this in April, 2020. Oh, nice. And the premise is, you know, we have these songs that we sing and a lot of them have lyrics that if they were part of a conversation with a friend or a therapist, we would be like, uh, that is super dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. You know, so why am I singing these lyrics and reinforcing this dysfunctional idea of love and pairing and dating? So I took um, 20 of my favorite songs um, and I formatted it like a devotional, like a Christian, like a secular devotional. I used to write uh, about the Bible, but so like it's an affirmation, it's self-help. So like the first uh chapter is from a lyric from my man a song by billy holiday which i love obviously i love all these songs uh, i didn't just pick random songs i picked songs that i love so this one stanza says i don't know why i should he isn't true he beats me too what can i do right and we're like if you're in domestic violence situation call the police yeah. you know right like put that disclaimer but 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 it's a little bit of humor mixed with therapy so as if this were a conversation, it starts, it says, 
girl, you need to leave that guy. I know you love him. <laughs> he may say he loves you, but what do his deeds show? You know, and then it goes on and then there's an affirmation. There's nothing I do to deserve a beating. I deserve to feel safe. I deserve someone I can trust. I'm worthy of love. I deserve to have a love that can be trusted. And in the instructions of the introduction, I challenge people, yeah, laugh, because it is funny when you think about it this way, right? But also, I challenge them to write the affirmation out, to say it on uh, their phone in video or audio, play it back, and maybe do it even with a friend, and then write in, a, in your journal, like write something that, that reminds you of this, like, why are we reinforcing that? You know, I love this guy and he beats me, but you know what? I'm, I'm in love with him, so I'm going to stay with him forever. That's, and it's not just men, women, it's any kind of partner. Um, there's no gender. It's just that it was my experience. So I was like, why am I singing these songs? <laughs> and reinforcing that this is an okay way to love. Yeah. And I also yeah. donate to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Oh, wow. That, that is that is super cool so when um and I, I i love this so when you were um when everybody else was sitting on their couch uh binge eating ice cream and binge watching netflix you were uh writing uh books to help people like uh with that that is that, that is an amazing um well, there's yeah. a little bit of a backstory. It's not like I'm an overachiever. First, so, okay, so my husband passed away five years ago, and I I'm lost sorry. my entire family because they decided I should just get married again, as far as the in-law is concerned. That happened. So, and then I'm not really close to my biological family, except for my sister. So, um, what happened was a, a whole cascade of mental health and physical events happened to where my medication uh, for depression was completely messed up. And I went to a very dark place and drove myself to the emergency room, February 15, 2020. Cause I didn't mm -hmm. want to live anymore. I yeah. just felt like I was too hard, too difficult mm -hmm. to, and it, was, it wasn't like this logic thing. Like I wrote a whole blog post about it. Um, it's like, you know how sometimes when you're, you have a glass and you all of a sudden one day you fill it with water and it shatters. You're like, what happened? Everything mm -hmm. and nothing. It's the cumulative effect of the abuse that you that you have on this glass. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, through seeing my psychologist and getting stabilized, you know, I needed to plant seeds in my future. I needed to leave a legacy because I'm infertile. So I don't have any children, you mm -hmm. know? And when my husband died, I didn't have a business, I didn't have children, and I didn't have a home. Like there was nothing from that marriage except for my last name and pictures on Facebook. There's no evidence of that. So I just felt like, who am I? You know, and it just mm -hmm. it kept it just kept kind of snowballing. So I decided, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write. And so the next one, this was my pilot project. So I did that for self-therapy. But then the next one is I took uh 30 blog posts this is keys to being social being real in a virtual world okay. this was a this is a case study in repurposing a series of blog posts now i don't necessarily recommend doing it that way it, it took a lot of editing um 
because there were posts that I had written from 2009 or 11 to 19. So that was a lot of posts, you know, and it talks about the behavior you need because this is what everybody wants to learn TikTok or Snapchat or whatever, right? Whatever the new shiny object is, reels, whatever. It doesn't, Twitter spaces, clubhouse. The problem is that in order to do marketing well, you need to understand human behavior. So yeah. in this, I, I, that's how I started teaching because I'm a teacher. So all, but the, you know, it's 30 chapters and like basically my life's work. So then I had done that. And then I was like, well, wait a second. If I did that, shouldn't I write about how to market your plugin? <laughs> I mean, uh -huh. this is what I've been doing since 2015. Give WP. Um, I worked. I'm Pressable was a client. Ninja Forms was a client. Staging Pilot before they were acquired by uh, Pantheon. Give was acquired by Liquid Web. Uh, you know, all of these um, WordPress agencies. You know, Design Frame Solutions. Ginger Soul, Amplify Plugins, Code Mike, Cobrand Media, Press Captain, Big Orange Heart, like, you know, Vendor Fuel. And, you know, now I have Barn to Plugins. I've worked with Castos. Like, this has been a way for me to share my knowledge and, and help people who don't, who can't afford to hire me, right? Mm -hmm. Because it gives the whole blueprint. And in the back has a sample marketing brief. It has uh, a three-year plugin framework, quarter by quarter, with goals. Um, it 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 tells you exactly what to do, and it includes my my ebook. If you don't mind your business, you will. Plus, you know, I have quotes from Vito Peleg from Adaram, formerly known as WP Feedback, Devin Walker from GiveWP. In fact, my entire support chapter basically is go get the. Give WP support manual from GitHub. Like, why reinvent the wheel? It's open source, right? So, while this was being edited, uh, somebody had mentioned to me that I needed to write about Twitter because that's my first love. So, I sat down on a Sunday and I wrote 9,000 words. And it's a blog wow. post. It's a blog post on my website, The Definitive Guide to Twitter Marketing. I double dog dare you to try it. So, if you <laughs> want to read for 40 minutes on my website, you can have it for free or it's Amazon and Kindle, because why not make it a book? So then my writing partner, um, Warren Lane Nida was like, well, let's, you know, he was writing books too during COVID. So like, why not get together and do that? So nonprofit and small business are out. This is like everything you need to know if this is what you're doing, SEO, um, marketing, email marketing, inbound, you know, it's it's giant. I'm, this one, this one, I'm really proud of because all the work I did with GiveWP for nonprofits is really in here. Plus our collective experience, and it has a forward by Adrian Toby of Groundhog. So I feel like this is physical. This is something I. It's also a sales tool. Like I can give it to somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, I could give them out. You know, I can. But you know, it also kept me focused, and that's why I did it. Is I'm not earning like okay, I got $62 in royalties this month from <laughs> 90 from from two months ago. I'm not like it's just buying me a bottle of bourbon. It's not <laughs> it's not changing my life. But the tip is like you want those Amazon backlinks. 
why not do something physical? We're, we're overextended, you know, looking at screens all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, for example, I was talking to Rob Carnes on his podcast, and he's like, well, maybe I should make a book. I'm like, you could take every one of your, you could literally take the transcripts and edit that of your podcast and make it a book. And, or you could be like, okay, well, by subject. So this is what I learned about recurring revenue from this guest, this guest, and this guest. Inside it, you can link to your podcast so that if they're reading it on Kindle, they can just yeah. click on it, right? So I did a short um, 10 episode season of Launch With Words podcast, a podcast I created to complement my plugin, Launch With Words. And um, that who, that has blogging prompts for small business owners to help them publish once a month. It also has premium p- product, but um, as far as the free WordPress plugin goes, uh, Launch With Words uh, is something that I believe in uh, to help small business owners publish. They, you need to publish. You can't just have a website and it's done. It's not, you, it needs to be living and organic and growing. So in January or February, I will take some of those transcripts. I mean, I dump my transcripts in a Google Doc. And it's already 9,000 words. It's already longer than Twitter. So once I flush it out, you know, helping small business owners like really own the marketing in their business, whether or not they hire somebody, you still have to extract that tribal data from that business owner's mind, right? They have to participate in their own marketing. We need to know what they care about and what they don't care about. So it means that they need to kind of journal through those things so that if they're writing and somebody else's or somebody else is writing, either way, we need to extract that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's, I mean, there's so much to unpack in that right there. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with you know going high level here with the fact that you know because one of the things I love this sh- show with this podcast for people that have listened is the fact that you um, that people who are successful in what they do because you've had all sorts of big name clients and everything like that you've had a nice career and um, and and then that's why you're this illustrious marketing and so on but. Um, <laughs> But it's not like people want to gloss over that. And like in this social media world, like you're talking about, it's all about being real and connections and content. And they, and um, but people want to only show the highlight clips of their life and just say, hey, look how fancy this is. And people look at that and be like, oh, my God, they have it all. And it was so easy. Why am I struggling so hard? And you're saying, hey, look, you know, a year like I, I, I hit uh, a low point you know, and from that low point, I then was able to create five books out of it, you know, because I, um, and this is, this is, this is what drove me. And this is, this is what I was able to bounce back from. So I think that's fantastic. I mean, I just thank you for sharing that. Um, that's You're amazing. welcome. I mean, I'm, I really believe in mental health awareness. I, I come from a Christian background where really the churches I was going to were very, uh, not for psychology or medication and Mm -hmm. i am like loud and proud about being on cymbalta and i'm never (laughs) going off of it so stop telling me to take cbd love bridget (laughs) you know but like you know so that's why i share 
the vulnerable part because that's how we connect as humans. That's part of what I talk about in Keys to Being Social. This is what people don't understand. You can uh, do set and forget it. You can use this AI tool or that AI tool to write your content or, you know, um, fill up your Twitter queue and buffer and whatever and meet Edgar and curate, whatever. That's not real. People know it's not real. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not that it's not valid. It's not, it's Making very it. difficult to attach to, right? So like mm -hmm. when I tell people in their Twitter bios, you should have something that I can talk to you about, right? So if you go to my bio, you're going to see that I'm part of the North San Antonio Chamber of Commerce. So if that's a thing that you want to talk about, you can go, hey, I'm part of my, or I was thinking about joining mine. What do you think about that, right? There is, there is a way, I'm giving you something to touch, to latch onto in order to start a conversation, like the coffee table book. Or the, you know, something that starts to come, like I'm wearing a Spurs shirt because I'm going to the Spurs game today. <laughs> and I'm really going to see the Hawks because the Hawks are my team. <laughs> so like, because I, I started watching basketball, I realized it made me feel calm. And then last year, I got the NBA league pass. I live in San Antonio. I can't see the Spurs, but I can see the Hawks. So I'm going to see Danilo and John Collins and Bogdanovich and, of course, Trey <laughs> uh, you know what I mean like so I'm like if anybody sees my selfie later today or whatever they go oh I hate the Spurs I love the Spurs it's something to talk about mm -hmm. that's maybe not as personal as I wanted to die on February 15th 2020 mm -hmm. but it's something to talk to me about like oh my gosh you went to the re re recurring revenue retreat a bunch of my friends do you know mm -hmm. Kathy do you know Beth you know, and that's, that is a, something to talk about. And that's what I always recommend, no matter what kind of business you're in, when you're online or in networking meetings, BNI, chamber, whatever, you have to give other people something to latch onto to start a conversation. You have to do that. It doesn't matter how benign it is. It has to be something, golf, sailing, scuba diving, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that that's because uh, uh, you're you're if um, I'm saying this, you would say marketing is connection. Yes, it's a million percent connection. It's communication and connection. We are social mammals, so I'm like an amateur social scientist, you know. And one of the reasons that one of the things that made me leave my house and realize I can't be a recluse was after my husband died, I watched a documentary about the snow monkeys in Japan. Snow monkeys uh, are the only primate besides humans who could live at that cold temperatures. So they come down every morning to the hot springs and that's when they do their grooming. So <laughs> if you're not accepted by the troop, then you don't get to be in the hot springs. And if you're not in the hot springs, you die. You have to be part of a community, which is why I've given so many talks about community at work camps, because that's basically something I believe in, regardless, in or out of WordPress, doesn't matter. Like, if I started working in franchise development, I would tell the same thing. You know, if I went back to franchise development. So the thing is, we're humans. Humans are social animals. So they've done these studies on chimps. Uh, there's some chemicals we have in our in our life you know cortisol we have high in the morning it goes low unless you have sleep problems and that regulates your circadian rhythm 
cortisol also like does the fight or flight. So if we're under a lot of stress constantly, we'll have elevated cortisol levels continuously, which is damaging to your heart. So um, the position of middle management with a lot of responsibility, not a lot of authority, those people have consistently high cortisol, lower uh, life expectancies and higher problems with their heart. So one of the things that combats high cortisol is oxytocin, not oxycontin, oxytocin, <laughs> which is like the love or connection hormone. You get that from basic human touch, a hand holding, handshakes, a hug, any sex, like, but it's, it's all of those things. That's why a lot of people say you need an eight second hug to be happy. You need X amount of hugs to be happy. It's that touching. So when they're grooming each other, the, there's a groomer and there's the groomee. They're both getting cortisol from that. I mean, they're oxytocin, I mean, from that exchange. But the one who's grooming gets more and their levels drop. So taking care of uh, people, not manhandling, not anything inappropriate, but that basic connection lowers your stress and gives you a lot longer life and more happiness. So why wouldn't it be true with humans? It is, but we have these machines and we, we interact with people in two dimensions and then wonder why we feel lonely. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's, that is brilliant. <laughs> so, it's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem that we're achieving and trying to overcome with conversations like these, right? Mm -hmm. I see your face, you see my face. There's, you know, people are listening to our voices. They get to know us. There's something they can reach out to, you know, on Twitter. They can say, I'm sorry that happened to you, or hey, I don't like the Spurs either, or wasn't that a great game? Or anything, like anything from this conversation, they they could latch onto and send me a message on Twitter. Then there's we're building trust, just like a secure debit card. You know, like you got five hundred dollars. If when you start paying, maybe Old Navy will let you have a credit card. You start paying that, maybe somebody else. That's how trust is done. Little interactions, small talk, all of the good relationships all of those career defining moments, all of the moments where you find these people who matter in your life, those all start with small talk. Small talk happens on Twitter. Small talk happens at BNI lunches and chamber meetings and WordPress meetups. You have to have small talk, which means you have to care about the other people in the room. Even if you are afraid, you need to make yourself do that. Yeah, what I found when I, I used to do a lot of networking, in-person networking at local events and everything like that, you could always tell the people that were there just to sell something. You know, and the people that were there because they wanted, you know, they were there to help and they wanted to build connections and they wanted to build relationships and the people that just wanted to build their sales. So, um, yeah, so it's just, it, it all... Um, and people that would get up and give their 30 second commercials and it would be all about me, me, me. Here's, here's my product. Here's my sale. And it was like, people aren't, you know, they're not, they're not listening to that. Like you said, they, 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 they want to know who you are as a person, how to relate to you and something, you know, interesting about you, not about, you know, 
what, 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 what's your most current sale going on right now? So I know, and that's the hard thing about uh, the 30 second pitch, right? The elevator pitch, mm-hmm. like, and you were saying like, how should I mark? I mean, yeah, we can do this whole thing about, you know, how I graduated from college with a 3.44 GPA, who cares? Yeah. I, I'm the CEO and the janitor. It doesn't matter. I'm just this. I'm just me, you know. But I feel like if we lose some pretense, we allow people to connect with us, and that's the most powerful thing. Yeah, lose the pretense and allow people to connect with us. Yeah, that's that, that that's that's an excellent point. That's gonna go in the blog about this. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, making note of that one. Um, so I know myself, I'm trying to really get more involved in Twitter and, and everything like that, but I'm, I'm finding that to be a tough nut to crack. What tips would you give um, about Twitter? I mean, I, I like going on the Twitter and, and like reading people, reading like things like, like you're doing and um, uh, because you post great stuff and other people that I follow that I just, you know, I, I enjoy the stuff they're posting and um and i'll actually you know go through my feed and look at people then i'll actually click on people's names and look at what they're uh, what they they've actually just posted because I, I enjoy what they're doing but so i'm enjoying twitter but it's just you know i'm like i feel like more of a lurker in twitter than an actual participant because i don't know what to tweet i don't know how to you know what to do so what, what tips would you give a neophyte like me Oh, well, you definitely need my book. There's your pitch. <laughs> oh, no, but here's the thing. Uh, Twitter lists. Twitter lists are super important. You putting a Twitter, me, a Twitter list is like, so if I'm following you and you have a podcast, uh, when I see somebody's followed me or whether I'm following, I, outreach or inreach, I, I follow them and I put them on a list. It's a category. So I use uh, list names that are kind of like SEO keywords. They're, it's basically so... Uh, it's an, a way of filtering tweets with only those people's tweets in them, right? So you can follow everybody back, not be an asshole by uh, having 20 followers and, you know, I mean, you're following 20 people, but you have 20,000 followers. That is not social. I don't, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you, people who say to me, well, you know, it clutters my feed, then you don't know how to use lists and lists are a way to organize things. So I have so, I mean, I have so many lists, just go look at my account, but like WordPress professionals, WordPress products, WordPress companies, uh, WordPress uh, community, tech conferences, CSS and front end, uh, professional development, FinTech, SaaS, e-commerce, social media and marketing, people in the Bay Area, people in San Antonio, people in Oregon, people in Vermont. Like, it just depends on why I'm creating the list. So as I'm managing uh, client accounts and my own, sometimes what I want to see is just the news. Or sometimes I just want to see what's going on in San Antonio. Or sometimes I just want to see WordPress products like for Black Friday. I might only want to go look at that list. And so whether you're doing it through Hootsuite or TweetDeck or Sprout Social or Twitter by itself, you can look at your list and that filters down the followers to only those people. It's a very efficient way of using your time, uh, especially if you're learning which uh, which one is the silverback gorilla. It's another social science thing, right? Who's everybody uh-huh. looking to? Who's, you know, who's, what is everybody talking about? So um, 
when you fo follow everybody, so tip number one, follow everybody and put them on a list. So that's like one A, one B. Um, another thing that's really important, uh, number two would be tweet out things from your website. And when I say website, I also include YouTube podcasts, your collateral, you know, send them somewhere. This is why I use Revive Social. I pay for it. Um, I have feeds from YouTube coming in there. I have a feed from my podcast coming in there. And, it, you know, I can set it to post automatically to, because I'm not as good as I should be about making sure I tweet out my own stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then my number three is spend 10 minutes a day. And, and if you can't do any of the others, here's my 10 minutes a day thing. So three, two, one plan. Find three people to follow. Reply to two tweets and send one original tweet. Okay. Three, so every day, two, three people to follow, two, two tweet, two, two replies. Uh, replies, two replies and one tweet. Or you could do three replies, two people to follow, one original tweet. And not a retweet. Like, stop pressing buttons. Buttons doesn't do anything. Like, literally reply. It'll threat. It's fine. Because, like, so say you see a really cool uh, tweet from Beth, right? You, mm -hmm. you know her, and, and you all you all just had that great retreat. So be like, oh, my gosh, Beth, that's so true. Blah, 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 right? Whatever. If, pretend as if you she said that to you in person right? A April is talking about her meetup in Woodstock and you go, oh, that's such a great meetup. Uh, that's a great topic. I'm so glad you're doing that. I can't wait to read the recap. 40 seconds or like, you know, I went and found this um, Twitter account in FinTech today and their founder had just passed away from um, struggling with cancer for five years. And I couldn't not reply to their tweet and say, I am so sorry for your loss. Like, I can't see something like that and not say something. Mm -hmm. My dog died. I, my, we had a baby. Like, whatever you would say in person, say that. As the thing is that <clears throat> people are so caught up in the politics and the Kardashians, you know? Yes. No matter what side of the spectrum you're on in pop culture, they think, oh, Twitter is so this and that. The truth is you have control over your behavior and what you respond to. You don't have to react. You don't have, if you're if you have if you're getting mad all the time, I'm saying spend some time in your lists and uh, maybe unfollow some people or mute them or just you know do some self-regulation, right? Um, the thing is that algorithms don't determine what we see as much as our behavior with those algorithms. Again, behavior. I was a psych mind, uh, I was a teacher with an emphasis in psychology. I'm mm -hmm. all about behavior. So stop being passive, not you specifically, but oh, yeah. stop yeah. being passive and saying, oh, this is all what the algorithm serves me. Because this is what I say, you're gonna love this. Algorithms are like dogs, they do what you train them, huh. right? So if you're seeing, if you're not seeing stuff that you think you should see, then do exactly what you've just mentioned. Go to their Twitter profile and see if there's something you can engage with and retrain that. Like, oh, and, or sometimes like, wait, I haven't seen a tweet from Kathy in a while. 
oh, okay, well, I've seen all her stuff on Instagram, so I'm not engaging with her on Twitter, right? It could be like that, and it's fine. But sometimes it's like a wealth check. Is that person okay? Like, just go say hi. It's really 40 seconds less. You can do this in 10 minutes. I recommend doing it while you're drinking your coffee or tea in the morning, which is what I do. And then if you want to let you know, ramp it up, do it again after lunch or the evening. But as far as like the work day, because you just finished eating lunch. Now you're going to check back everything else. Don't get any push. Don't get emails. Don't get push notifications. It's there for you when you want it. It doesn't rule your life. And that's, that's, you are, that's, you're in control. That's super cool. I, um, it's funny that you say that because like people talk about Twitter being a very negative place. Like, I, um, I, there's, because of what I engage with, I guess, and the people I engage with, and like, I I don't see negativity on Twitter. You know, I, I, I see interest, I see interesting tweets from people. I mean, like I, cause I, like, I'm very conscious about energy. So if something turned extremely negative, I would turn it off, but I go on Twitter and I just see enjoyable you know stuff so it's it's very interesting that because and 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 that that you say that because how the how the algorithm works like that because yeah that's what that's i guess that's what it is for me because so yeah i i, I mean I, they I, want you to be on their platform so they're going to serve you and this is all of them they're going to serve you whatever it takes to stay on that platform so that you will see ads like this is not rocket science so if you don't like jimmy bob talking about blah, 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 then then stop engaging with him and then start going, Hey, I want to, I want to talk about like, you know, I want to see who's uh, engaging with the Atlanta Hawks. So look at that hashtag look at that tweet, like go find people who, you know, reply to that and be like, I know, wasn't that a great three pointer? Wonder if they're gonna play Danilo tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, you brought up hashtag. Let's talk about hashtags. I just saw a recent report that said um, eighteen hashtags is the all is is the um, is the right amount. What for Instagram? Uh, I think it was Twitter. Oh uh, no, that's a hard no. I mean. The right amount. Maybe okay, it was so Instagram. I could be. I but well, you know, people cross post. I mean, stop doing that for one thing, because Instagram. Well, here's the thing. What is the purpose of a hashtag? This is what people don't understand. I when I teach social media and when I have these conversations, they don't know what a hashtag is. They think, oh, we got to do the trending hashtag. Why? What do you think that you're going to get out of it? Right. So I always go back and I don't mean to mansplain, but a hashtag is a link. It's a link to a search and that search filters results. So if I want to find out, find new people, maybe, or something that's going on in San Antonio, Texas, I'm going to type in hashtag SATX because that's our hashtag. And then maybe for my neighborhood, Southtown SATX. So then I can find new people. That's what it's for, it's for just search and discovery. So if I'm, if I'm looking at just a mosquito, he's trying to like upstage me. <laughs> uh, so if I, 
I know, like when I've tried, when I researched like where to live, that's why I have Vermont, Arizona, Oregon, you know, because I was, re I wanted to see the culture. I wanted to follow those accounts and just see that vibe. So for most areas have a hashtag. So uh, one of the popular hashtags for marketing is marketing Twitter. And um, so you can click on that and then find people who think like you that you might want to engage with. You can reply to their tweets and then follow them. So it's a search tool. So if you are using a hashtag, like be like Bridget, I think only Warren Lane United did that once as a joke. I have a video called stop using stupid hashtags because the point is it should be something that other people are using. So in case they are clicking on it to search or entering it to search, they will see your tweet who they never knew who you were before. So if I'm doing Bob Baker plumbing and then I put in hashtag Bob Baker plumbing, nobody knows you Bob Baker or your plumbing company. They're not gonna type in your hashtag. They're never gonna see your hashtag. They're like, oh, we have to do branded hashtags. Well, you know what? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Now, uh, Twitter has changed and you can, pay to have a little emoticon or after a hashtag. And um, one of my uh, clients is all into conversion rate optimization, CRO. Yeah. And then we got a spike in some of our tweets. Well, why? <laughs> because that's cryptocurrency, okay? So if, if you're putting in a hashtag and you see a symbol that doesn't make any sense, then maybe you're using the wrong hashtag now. Like that's something you should think about. So I just put e-commerce and optimization because that traffic does me no good. They're not going to buy our WordPress plugin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, they're, they're into crypto. So yeah. you can get traffic that's the wrong traffic. So like you can get a lot of traffic and it doesn't mean anything if it's the wrong traffic. So your hashtag should be used intentionally they should cycle, you should mix them up because what you're trying to do is draw in people who might be searching. So hashtag optimization, like SEO, search engine optimization, hashtag optimization, that is the same thing, keywords. You're looking for keywords to find you, to discover your account through search. That's what a hashtag is. Do you have any uh, great tools for hashtags? for finding the right hashtags? Uh, Twitter, like, okay. you know, using the platform. So, okay. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of like things you can pay for, but really what, what you want to look yourself because if somebody's using marketing Twitter and you're, you're looking through it yourself and you're like, oh yeah, that's a heavy hitter, that's a heavy hitter, that's a heavy hitter. Yeah, that's my audience. That matches my buyer persona, my user persona, right? My target audience, whatever. Or that's the kind of people I vibe with. So just doing a cursory search is so easy just on whatever platform you're trying to do it. And even LinkedIn is like, follow a hashtag. Instagram lets you follow hashtags. Uh, Twitter lets you follow topics. But you can also have a search for a hashtag. You know, and then... Hashtags are also good for Twitter chats. It threads a conversation. It threads like people are replying a thread to the questions, but you don't need that because that's what the hashtag does. Mm -hmm. And same with like being in an event, like if you went to WordCamp Atlanta, WCATL, you can see all you can go and see all those all those tweets.
So it's for search. A hashtag is search. Hashtag equals search. Like right. that's the best way to do it. So the best way to search is to do your own queries, just like just like anything else. And experiment. Nice, nice, nice. What um so you mentioned revive. I've never heard of that one. How does that compare to like Hootsuite or later or uh the, the rest of all those out there? So Revival Post uh, is a free plugin for WordPress that will send out your, uh, you determine the um, cadence, the timing, every X amount of hours, it'll post something from your web website, pages, posts, uh, downloads, whatever. Um, I think the free version only has posts and you can exclude, you can exclude certain categories like I have poetry on my website because it just needs to be somewhere, but I don't, it cycle, that doesn't cycle out. Um, so revive.social is their website and I pay for the pro version. Um, in the pro version, you can uh, pu push content to LinkedIn, uh, your company page, your personal page, which I do sometimes. And I'm always futzing with it. Sometimes like in September, I just pushed like, hard on all the platforms and now i just wanted that boost and then I, now i just organically post but for twitter i uh, constantly have it going um, as far as the hours are concerned um i like to use an odd number with 0.5 because that changes you know if you do eight hours and you start at noon it'll be noon and it'll be eight hours from noon which is 8 p.m and eight hours from that right yeah. It'll always be those same times. But if you do an odd number and then the 0.5, it's constantly going to change the time. So I'm usually fussing between 13.5, 17.5, and 33.5 or 37.5. I like prime numbers. I'm weird. <laughs> uh, but like, I'm always like, sometimes I feel like, because I, I want to make sure there's always something post posting from my website but sometimes i'm like putting out content and i'm like no let's pause this so hootsuite is something i pay for because i manage other people's um, social there is no alternative where for hootsuite and i searched that will allow me to look at my lists and curate content for my clients so it's more than just seeing and getting notifications it's more than just filling up your queue. It's, I want to see these lists and interact with them in columns. What does that? Hootsuite. End of discussion. Okay, okay, okay. But that's what I'm using it for. But as far as pushing out to your website, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of companies could like just do better by just installing that even the free version and having something cycle every 7.5 hours. Yeah. I think we've tried uh buffer later. Hootsuite. I think we've tried. Well, I mean, that. buffer, you still have to fill up the queue. Yeah. Yeah. You still have to fill up the queue. And then we tried that one that you didn't have to fill up the queue, but that was kind of disastrous. That didn't work all that well. It's just automatically picked it. I forget what it was. So it was one of those AppSumo deals that never worked out that sounded like such a great deal. And then when you tried to like use the program, you're like, this is such a beta version. This, this, you know, this is pointless where I, I wasted my 50 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, so. but that's like a AppSumo is like a gym membership. Everybody wants in on Black Friday 
And then who's at the gym in February? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not sorry. Uh, so I have distinct opinions on Black Friday sales, and I talk about it in my book, How to Market Your Plugin. I'm 100% against a product having a Black Friday sale with a yearly license. And the reason why is, do you want the bulk of your customers renewing every year at a discount? If you do that, then you got to do what EDD just did when they got bought, is raise your prices way up so that at Black Friday, the deal you're getting is actually higher than the price that it was before the EDD was purchased. Yeah, yeah. So you got a question. To me, I question Black Friday. Black Friday is for electronics. Black Friday is for uh, retail to get rid of their inventory. If you have a licensed software, your inventory is digital. You don't need to get rid of inventory. You need to keep customers and reduce churn. And uh, you don't need to have a deal. I just competitively price things, right? Besides, we should be doing Cyber Monday. Black, I don't know why WordPress is obsessed with Black Friday. I feel <laughs> like all you're going to do is, and then you wonder why people are going out of business. Yeah, the, the, I think uh, lifetime deals are disastrous. So. Well, yeah, because what happens like when you get acquired, uh, what, what plugin just got acquired and everybody's mad about the lifetime deal that doesn't exist anymore? Oh, yeah, what was that? Fill in the blank because it happens all the time. <laughs> Having a limited number of lifetimes is a good idea for cash at the front. And that's one of the things Vito Pellick talks about in my book. But as far as like you you know, really trying to get that. And then if you have affiliates, affiliates are getting a cut of that slash deal. How are you paying your light bill? Mm -hmm. That's just not sustainable. And for me, I would not want my licenses always coming up to do at the end of the year. I want like a little bit of somebody every month. <laughs> they can predict your income. That's why you have a digital software. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You want to reward somebody? Reward one of your people that just uh, renewed for the third year in a row and give them a random discount. Because why? We're going to go back to behaviorism. It's a positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcements only really work to change consumer or human behavior when they're random. This is something that Zappos CEO, the late Tony Shea, found uh, very popular in his book, Delivering Happiness, about Zappos. That's what they would do. They would randomly give a customer something from their wish list. They would randomly oh, wow. add in stickers. You know, um, this is what you do. Random reinforcement. Now you have your army of super fans that are talking about your product. Oh, you know, this plugin, they don't need a deal. They're already competitively priced. Plus, last week, they just randomly sent me this and that. Right now, plugins having their own swag store. I'm not buying your swag. Are you kidding me right now? Like, I bought a shirt to wear the Spurs. I'm not going to buy a shirt for your plugin. You're supposed to give it to your loyal customers. Hello? So that they'll be wearing it. People will ask you. Oh, you like Lifter LMS? Yeah. You like my hoodie? You know, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you really want to do something for Black Friday, do that. 
or level it up even more and and say hey all the sales we get on uh you know this whole year we're gonna or vote on one of the charities we're going to donate to on giving tuesday you know do something that's different stand out because all you're going to do is get crap traffic with people that are wanting deals who don't really know what your product is and guess what's going to happen you're going to have even higher support tickets in november at the end of november going into the holidays you want more support tickets in December than have a bunch of Black Friday deals. <laughs> like, I think that people don't think this out. Uh-huh. That's funny. This is true. You're going you're gonna to take a stressful month and make it even more stressful. Right. And if you're understaffed, now you're not responding. That's a marketing problem. Mm-hmm. Where do disgruntled customers go? You know, Nev, where do they go? They go to Twitter. Competition. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. They go to Twitter. You don't need that press. <laughs> I always know when I'm handling a client's account and they haven't responded to the support tickets, or they have some weird system that if the client responds again, then it goes to the bottom of the queue. Who? What the heck? What? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll tell me in Basecamp or Trello or slack or discord oh yeah that went to the bottom of the queue because they replied they're just following up it shouldn't go to the bottom of the queue that yeah that 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 should that's good you know i'll tell you a story about um quick story about two things that you just mentioned there i I, um so i i i love a good chick-fil-a sandwich you know and uh one day i was going through the chick-fil-a drive-thru and i i ordered food and um they gave me my sandwich for free Aww. And they said, thank you for being a client. Thank you for being a customer. It was random. It's completely random. Just came up. And then, you know, exactly like you were saying, random, you know, rewarding uh, random people. And, and the other thing about Chick-fil-A is they, um, especially the one by my house, you'll have a drive through that's 40 people long and they'll get through that in under 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, the line will stretch forever. You know, you have five people in McDonald's. That's like a 20-minute wait. Right. You know, and um, so you have excellent service and random. So it's kind of what you were talking about there. And I think that's why the average Chick-fil-A franchise is uh, crazy more profitable than um, than the average other, like, say, uh, the, the the other top franchise, McDonald's. It's like a McDonald's will do um, – I forget the exact number, but it was something like 3.4. The average McDonald's is 3.4 million. The average Chick-fil-A did like 4.7. And they're closed one day a week. Right. So think about that. You know, they're they're giving up and it's a weekend. So, but they're they're still able to like really outpace their their competitors that way. And then they don't, and then they know they're, and that's another thing about knowing your market because Chick-fil-A absolutely knows that they do a chicken sandwich. And McDonald at one point wanted to be, you know, wanted to have a huge menu where they catered to everybody, you know? <laughs> but I mean, think about it. That's the same. Uh, in and out, it's the same. Like it's, yeah. you want a cheeseburger or a cheeseburger or a cheeseburger? Mm-hmm. You know, like this is what your choices are. So not everybody's your customer. This is something I always say, like people will be like, well, if I share my personality online, but if people don't like me, good, they're not your customer. Mm-hmm. You know, let the funnel be a funnel. It's fine. If everybody's your client, nobody's your client. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I I can't couldn't agree with that more. And I, I I preach that constantly. I mean, with me, like I'm I, I'm I'm irreverent and goofy, and I I make jokes all the time. And like, and people say, well, well, you can't talk about money and be that way. I'm like, hey, if some hey, there's a million people that are super serious and boring as hell when it comes to money. Go talk to them. Yeah. Because I, I'm going to be entertaining. And if you don't take me seriously, you're not my people. I am purposely trying to segment, purposely trying to say, because you know what? The other thing is, I don't want to work with those people. Right. You know, if you're so dry and boring and stuff, cool, do you, but right. <laughs> you're not going to do you with me. Right. You know? And that's fine. You know, like not everybody needs to be stuffy and on Yahoo Finance. It's fine. You know, like, but like speaking of that, like that was one of the reasons why I did the books. It's a, yeah, it was $62 this month, royalties for $62. You know, that's why I started a plugin because I'm planning on that being profitable mid 2023 because I need to, I want to diversify my income because I'm 48 years old and I have 17 years of rep, 17 years left of revenue, revenue producing years. <laughs> yes. So, so what's your plugin? Launch with words. Ah, tell yeah. me about that. So uh, the free version has, uh, it's an importer and imports uh, that you get from my site, a, a JSON file, and it's, it imports these draft blog posts. And if you follow the prompts uh, in less than two hours a month, you'll have something published. So it, it's based on my book, um, if, um, my ebook called If You Don't Mind Your Business, You Will about getting small businesses to vlog. And then I um, also have premium content packs. I have three available, Chamber of Commerce, General Contractor, and Roofing Contractor. So there are 12 fully written blog posts that are specifically generic, meaning uh, they, they can be exactly the way they are, totally left, done nothing, and then you can schedule them out for your client, if you're building a, a site for a roofing contractor, for example, you you uh, buy that plugin, you install the blog post drafts, you uh, schedule them out so that when you launch the site in December, one publishes and then one a month so that you get that cadence that Google wants, which is the regularity. And so um, and then they have something to share on social media. And yes, uh, uh, it's $497, but you should definitely charge somewhere between $12 and $2,100 for them. There's, they're, you know, about 500 words each, something like that. And um, I just decided to reclaim all this knowledge I had from these various industries and then I'll give my writing partners some opportunity to earn some income. Uh, it's all work for hire, but I pay them to you know, write with me. Um, for example, uh, Warren Lane Knight, I wrote half of the Chamber of Commerce. I wrote all of the roofing, all of the general contractor ones. And it's a way for me to help the WordPress community um, have a little buffer on their profit margins, you know, to encourage them to keep a con, uh, client for all for all year get that maintenance and that content in with the client and have something to um you know don't just use lorem ipsum for the blog you know what a blog looks like on your website buy content that they can actually use they can actually share 
on social and there will uh, be something even the internal sales team can use, you know? Yeah, and we all know that clients, the biggest problem with clients is getting content. Yep. So it's not page content. Like I can't solve that problem. That's yeah. a yeah. that's that's a problem. That's a moving target with several moving targets. And those moving targets are all blocks within a page, or blocks within Beaver Builder or mm -hmm. Elementor or Oxygen or whatever you're using. I don't. It doesn't even matter anymore, right? Like you can't change the page content, but at least you can get. You know, the website will work. The idea is that you upcharge, you you up, it's a value add for your services. Then the the clients are going to be like, wait, people are, you know, using my website. They're looking at the website. They're solving problems. I did this when I worked at a general contractor in a roofing company. You know, <laughs> I've been writing about construction for twenty years, and then. I started writing for roofer contractors. They're the number one marketing agency for roofers. They follow the seven-figure agency model, if you know anything about that guy. Um, it's uh, the seven-figure agency roadmap by Joshua Nelson. Okay. And it, it, it's all about niching out. Like he has, he has a program just for HVAC. Like just do HVAC websites. Like you take his business plan and all the tools and you just pick a niche and go for it. Oh, cool. So um, what we, we, for those templated websites for Rupert marketers, I wrote these like kind of blocks of content that we would use if they did metal roofing, I cut copy and paste. If they don't do cedar shingles, that get, that leaves. But that piece of content was just in this giant Google doc. And I was like, well, wait a second. When I started helping with the revisions for the content that comes with the WordPress themes, because I I was a, I'm a core contributor, like I I was like, wait, if we can ship with templated content and that, why can't we ship with blog posts instead mm -hmm. of Hello World? Yeah. <laughs> and so I hired a developer, Ron Huerka from Media Ron com and he built the proprietary plugin that I used to make the JSON file and the free plugin in the WordPress repo so that you can import the JSON file. So what is a JSON file? Uh, so uh, my understanding is it's just pure text. Okay. okay. It tells the database where to put all the fields. Okay. 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 But I wanted it to specifically to be super like my idea was like can we use like an xml and she was like no Bridget that's so outdated I'm like okay <laughs> I trust you because you know like when you're on wordpress.com you yeah. can export your sites an xml file you import it and there it all is like magic right mm -hmm. that was what I was thinking I knew enough to know this was possible the json file is a really light version of just the text so you're not getting a featured image. You're not getting like SEO meta descriptions or anything, but the blog post is done. And that's yeah. the hard part. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that that that's, you know, you could just having those could give, uh, could give a little bit more uh, oomph to your uh, care package. Yeah, you exactly. Know, so fantastic. Well, Bridget, um, this has been a fascinating conversation. Uh, I have one more question for you. It's a question I always like to ask. So if you would go back to your 25-year-old self, 
uh, what advice would you give her? Younger Bridget, what would you say? Mm, that's a good question. Oh, no, I asked it. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> no, but yeah, it is. Um, I would say believe in yourself. And I know it sounds really stupid, woo-woo. No, no, I love generic, it. Generic, but like, it's so easy to believe the haters. Mm -hmm. That they don't know your journey. They don't mm -hmm. know what you've overcome. Mm -hmm. And it took me until 42 years old to believe that I could have done this career. Even though I have a bachelor's degree and a student loan to go with it. <laughs> like I was just like, all I was trying to do something that I thought other people wanted me to do instead of just believing that I could do that. No, I, I could I, do I, what I, I'm doing now. I, I, I don't think that's woo. I absolutely love that. And like I said, the purpose of this podcast like one of the purposes of this podcast is to show people that um uh it's there's no magic dust it's just uh, a lot of hard work and so that's why it's on the other side of my mug do the work yeah yes there is no dream without the work is what i said in my first work camp you know in cincinnati 2015 there's no dream without the work you have to do the work i always say like luck I, I say um, everybody needs some luck in their life, and luck is when hard work meets opportunity. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, you 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 earn your luck, yeah. you know, because you're you need to be in like um, in the right, you know, you need to be uh, uh, have done the right shit so that you could be in the right place at the right time. Right. Yeah. Or at least the at least the wisdom to notice. Wait a second, this yeah. shit could do something for me. Mm -hmm. Let's market it. Oh, it's mm -hmm. fertilizer. Mm -hmm. Like pleather is called vegan leather now. <laughs> That's smart. That's just smart. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Uh, so any final words? Do the work. Do the work. I love it. <laughs> All right. That was the Profit and Impact Podcast with Nev Harris. For a full recap of this show, or for more info on making more profit and impact with your agency or freelance business, visit nevharris.com. If you liked this episode, show us some love. Give us a rating and comment over on iTunes and help Nev get the message out to more agency owners and freelancers. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.